0: Hello, it's Ashley. It's Missella. And it's Teresa. And welcome to Les by Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we invite y'all into our friend group.
1: And bring you to the table for the conversations you wish you would have caught on tape. Yes, now let's get
2: into it.
1: Alright, guys welcome in um thank you for tuning into our podcast um thank you for tuning into this episode shout out to all the people who followed us on yes, our socials yes, we love yes. you guys yes guys all followed us and right now we're recording our first episode ever and we already have 102 supporters so that means the world to us fam so for life yes thank you so much and obviously if you followed our social media which is at letontine um podcast on instagram you know that we are basically starting this platform as an outlet for three black women to talk about things that, you know, affect their day-to-day and, you know, just little antidotes here and there and, you know, societal problems that we face. And we are also, we often have our voices suppressed Mm -hmm. because of different factors. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we have a platform to talk about it and really give our takes on things is really important. And... A big thing that's happening right now um, in the culture and in the media is black women being unprotected by various factors, and that is going to be our large topic today. So, without further ado, let's talk about a big one today that's been in the media for now. How many days? Like, More than a yeah, hundred. Yeah, like for
2: like several months. Since March, several months. I think. Three months. Yeah, yeah, about three months.
1: So, Brianna Taylor, take it away.
2: All right. So, for those who do not know, let me give you a quick summary of the story of Breonna Taylor she was 26 year old woman her and her boyfriend were asleep at night in their home all of a sudden from their point of view a uh, policeman knocked on the door or they didn't knock on the door they said they knocked on the door but from Breonna Taylor's point of view they uh beat the door down basically and they rushed in and they started shooting Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend. Now, the policeman's reasoning for this was that they thought that Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend had something to do with a, a drug deal or some sort. They thought that there were drugs in the home. However, when they searched the, the home, they did not find any drugs whatsoever, so it's still a little tricky on the details, and we're still catching up on it. But basically, Breonna Taylor lost her life due to the policeman entering into her home without a warrant. A no knock warrant, yes, they said yeah, they had a the no knock warrant, warrant. for mm-hmm. the wrong house, by exactly. The way. And it was for the wrong home, and a life got taken away from it. However, how this applies to our topic of protecting black women, her boyfriend protected her the best way he knew how. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. So
1: I just want to raise a a big point that people who don't really see the value in the story often bring up. They say that the boyfriend shot back at the police and all of these things. But I feel like if we take the politics out of it, um, anyone would defend themselves in their Mm -hmm. home if there was an intruder. There's nothing political about somebody waking up to guns in their face and shooting and defending themselves. No one can make an argument against that. And the fact that this woman lost her life and her murderers, which is what they are, murderers, Mm -hmm. have not been arrested is ridiculous. And it shows how much, to the extent, like, we hear crazy things about, you know, people getting killed and all these things, but the fact that these people, it is an open and shut case. They killed her in her sleep. And have not been arrested at large. is ridiculous, and I mean, everyone who's on social media has been seeing this as a trending hashtag for, um, months, now. for months now. You know, arrest um, Breonna Taylor's killers, arrest Brianna Taylor's killers. But I feel like she's not a hashtag; she was a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. And a y'all real keep person. in
0: mind, like, she was an EMT, so she put her life on the line for other people mm, as. Yes a job that's what she did she woke up every day she exposed herself to the virus and she put her her life on the line for other people and she was killed senselessly
1: and that's it's the irony of someone who dedicated their life to saving people's lives her life wasn't saved yeah it wasn't protected it's not being pursued nothing there's ju- 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 the who is it the district attorney mm-hmm. who is comfortably getting engaged going on social right. media yeah, not doing anything saying about n- nothing and a black man at that so this is not even we're not even going to play a race card on this one this is just the system mm-hmm. he's not protecting her life and i saw pictures of one of the cops on the beach on vacation mm. um living his very best life first of all during covid which is a whole nother thing The fact that this man can comfortably live his life without fear of retribution or prosecution because the system protects his life over hers is a problem. Yes. It is a big problem. And I think it's just, it's heartbreaking. Like thinking that we are, what, 24, 23 years old Mm -hmm. growing up in this country that's supposed to be the land of the free, home of the brave, you know, all of these things. But like fearing that, even if i don't do anything people are like oh you won't get shot by a cop if you don't break the law what law did she break by going to sleep
0: exactly in her own home in her own home in that's her the own biggest home. thing like you're ne- you're safe nowhere mm-hmm. you know she was asleep in her bed she woke up to the sound of people intruding into her home her boyfriend did what he was supposed to do by defending them and these police acted like they were coming into like a gang initiation shooting up the place and killing her
2: yeah, there were definitely, um, I'm sorry, but there were definitely a lot of protocols when I read breached. the story that I felt like that weren't called, that weren't followed properly, mm-hmm. that um, were breached and that were kind of used, but not really. You know what I'm saying? As you see with a lot of these stories. And it's just, it's it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It's,
1: it's the worst feeling to know that. Even if you follow the law, even if you, because first of all, I want to interject the people that believe that if you break the law, you should be killed. (laughs) That's not a good reason. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there. If you disagree, let me know in the comments, but I'm going to let you know you're wrong. But (laughs) the fact that this woman was asleep, Mm -hmm. there's there's nothing we can do that's safe. And the fact that even it's been a hundred days. Yeah one hundred more than hundred days and it's so plain away. Did you know that the the petition for her life has reached ten million signatures? It is the second highest petition in history mm. and no one has done anything. Nothing. Like what message is that sending? I just the wanna The fact
0: that it um that it's that it's come to this point for me and you guys can argue what you would like, but if it was a different race, if was she was that, a different yeah. race, mm-hmm. we would not be at this point. Exactly. Um, I feel like if Breonna Taylor was white, then things would have been handled very differently. Mm-hmm. If an innocent woman, a bystander, was shot and killed and she was a different race... That's the whole point of us having even this conversation of protecting black women because Mm -hmm. we're not, we're looked after. It's a joke to a lot of people, but it's not. It's, her life was lost. An
1: interesting point that I was thinking about the other day is this man, the district attorney who refuses to bring charges, is a black man. He's getting married. That means he's going to bring a black woman into this world. What message are you sending for your potential future daughter that you had the chance to make a difference in somebody's life just like hers? and you didn't do it instead you had a party put it on instagram refused to even address this what message are you sending as a fo- a potential father because you're going to have black kids you're if you don't protect your black kids with your power and your platform then nobody else will mm-hmm. if you can't do it for your own livelihood why would you expect anybody else to do it for you guys
2: And this is just a side note. I'm going to say this and we can hop back on it. And this is another reason why a lot of people I hear, why are you guys protesting so much? Why are you guys still talking about it? Why this? Why that? It is not. And we're not just doing it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are, all three of us are black. If you go onto our Instagram, you will see our lovely faces. We are all black. Which means we will produce at least half black children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so people are out protesting to protect their kids. They're out protesting to protect their brother, Mm -hmm. their sister from going through being the victims of
1: this i don't even know what to call it to be honest victimized by the
2: color of your skin
1: yeah uh to put it plain and simple that is the
0: problem and i mean it's just that there's a lack of they just don't care it's a lack of empathy it is a
1: lack of i just you know the irony in all of this like you would think that we since we live in a quote-unquote And I mean, quote unquote, when I say this Christian nation Mm -hmm. um, or God fearing or God loving, you know, nation, you would think more of his fundamental principles would be applied. Yeah. And I feel like the Bible, the fact that even in the Bible talks about love your neighbor like you love yourself. Mm, So when I see people out here just giving them like, I want to live my best life. I want to do the most, you know, all of these things. It's like, but. If your neighbor is suffering and you're just more worried about living your best life, but on Sunday you go make sure look your best in front of the Lord, you might as well not go. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You might as well not go because you're forgetting the number one principle, which is love your neighbor. And I don't believe in the United States that the collective mentality of love love your neighbor, watch your neighbor.
0: Is applied. Ultimately, yeah. guys, what happened to Breonna Taylor was a failure in the justice system. Mm-hmm. We're not doing what we need to be doing as a criminal justice system to be defending our women of color. And I want to touch on this really briefly because I think this is very important. Yeah. This is relevant in society right now. And she is a fellow woman of color that is dead. And we're going to talk about Vanessa Gillian. Yes. Um, yes. And what happened to it. her. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, the army failed her. Um, she was sexually assaulted, yes. mm-hmm. and now she's gone. Um, and their, her family had to take create the buzz. Yeah. They had to take the initiative to go looking for her. They mm-hmm. had to create that social media presence to get people aware of the situation that happened in Fort Hood. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's unacceptable. That's another failure in the system, because that's the army, that's the military. They're supposed to serve and protect us above all. Mm. So the fact that Vanessa Gillian is gone now and we don't even know all the details of what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And it's we will probably disgusting. never know. Rest in peace. Rest her soul, guys. We have to continue to fight for the Breonna Taylors in oh, the world. Yeah. We have to continue to fight for the Vanessa Gillians in the world because their voices have to be heard. Yes, yes.
1: and support is definitely intersectional. Mm-hmm. If it's not intersectional, then it's not support.
2: And so. the crazy thing is, two common threads when I'm thinking about this is that with um, Brianna Taylor, her boyfriend, black man, tried to protect her. Failed at it. He did his best though. The situation with what's her name Vanessa is, uh, Gillian. Vanessa Gillian was assaulted by a black man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is why we came up with this title: "Protect Your Black Women." And this is mainly t- speaking to black men, or men, or people, any one of color, anyone who's interacting with a black yes, woman. Yes, any one of protect color. us, protect us, women of color. We all and, need protection. Yes, exactly. This is a universal, universal women of color. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And I just want to interject another point because black women, there is this stereotype or stigma, I mean, around black women being I'm a strong black woman. And yes, black women are inherently strong. It's not something you need to remind us of every day. Mm-hmm. But we're also allowed to be vulnerable. And we can be weak sometimes. So the fact that black women are treated like they need to be the caretakers of all. They need to bear everybody's burdens. They need to take initiative when no one is willing to stand up for them and other affected, you know, vulnerable people is crazy. It is, to me, sometimes we want to be vulnerable. Sometimes we want to be weak. Sometimes we want somebody's shoulder to lean on. And the fact that we have been painted as these women who don't feel pain, who don't feel bitter. Fe- oh, oh yeah, and that we're bitter mm-hmm. or that we're you know aggressive, sassy, all of these I would say negative um, words that are associated. I mean, of course, sometimes people like to reclaim the, those terms yeah. you know to minimize the, I guess the severity of those words. But the pro the the com- the common thread that I'm seeing here is that since Black women are portrayed as basically, you know. Dehumanized. I would say a black woman in society has been dehumanized mm-hmm. in so many and that's, an, that's, we're going to keep this thread um, to explain it in multiple ways with our other topics we're going to talk about today. But I would say like, if I had to write this in thesis form, mm-hmm. the black woman has been dehumanized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in the medical field, she's been dehumanized. Mm-hmm. In, you know, relationships, she's dehumanized. Mm-hmm. In culture, she's dehumanized. Preach. They see her as an object. Yeah. They see her as almost primal, like an animal.
0: Like, you know, she's so tough. She's like a ferocious lion. All of these things, but never they as a take woman. all of the good features, quote-unquote, that you see surface level from a black woman associated with other women who make them beautiful mm. and then they see what is so monstrous in the sense of you're strong you're too loud though
3: mm.
1: yeah. you're
0: aggressive though
3: mm.
2: you speak your mind so, too much and, and, though yeah exactly and i you know and I'd, associate that with the black woman and mm. that's the
1: thing though because you know when uh i'm not trying to make this super racial but like if a Latina woman, you know, is feisty, right? They're like, "Oh, a spicy Latina, right?" Oh, that's hot. And that's hot. And and you know, as I can't speak for Latina women as, as to how woman. that makes them feel, mm-hmm. but I just heard, you know, the juxtaposition of a spicy Latino versus a loud ghetto black girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's the Ooh. same action of like, oh, talking back, defending yourself. You know, being feisty. Click on your words. But when it's with a black woman it's,
2: it's ghetto. It's negative. ratchet. It's
0: negative. It's and overbearing.
2: This reminds me, so I asked somebody very close to be close to me. I won't reveal who they are. But I asked them very they're very close to me and I said, Well, why do you not date a lot of black women? And what he told me was, I don't date a lot of black women because most of them are ghetto. And this is from another black man. Mm-hmm. And immediately we got into that conversation. However, this is a prime example of what we have to deal with on the daily basis. Like, who who told you mm-hmm. that all black women are, are ghetto? ghetto? And
1: it's funny because, you know, the way things become stereotypes and the norm in society is it's because they're, you know, presented over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So when you see... Women, like for example, in media, if you see a black woman character, she's either oppressed or sad, mm. can't have love, or you know, it's always it's never the light airy character because this is how black women are viewed Portrayed. in society. Yes, mm-hmm. they're viewed as these oppressed, you know, just burdened, just can't get it together, or, or aggressive, or whatever. And it's so sad to me because the those images are being passed down to future generation of men and that's how those ideas are being instilled in them right yeah automatically see us and it's in honestly that's why i love that we're having this platform because i really feel like We want to change the narrative Mm -hmm. that black women are not just these aggressive, loud, uneducated, um, you know, super strong, super tough all the time. Like, no, black women are allowed to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They're allowed to be weak sometimes. They're allowed to not know the answer. They're allowed to speak their minds. They're allowed to feel beautiful without being compared to someone else. They're allowed to be beautiful in every shade. Not just despite their shade, but in every shade they're allowed to be beautiful. They're allowed to be providers, but Mm -hmm. they're also allowed to be taken care of. They can be all things. I don't feel like we should narrow them into these certain... Yes, into these boxes. Mm -hmm. And then, because I feel like it... Adds onto the reason why we're so unprotected because I feel like they feel like black women can protect themselves. They're always out here marching for everybody else. They're always out here, you know, taking initiative for everybody else. So why do they need us? They got them, but that doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you protect someone who's protecting you? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. But you know, since we've been touching on, you know, relationships and um men and how we're viewed I feel like we could bring up another topic which is one that was in the media again this week which is with Ocho Cinco and his ex-wife um Evelyn Lozada
2: yes so so basically just to give you guys another brief synopsis of Ocho Cinco and his wife they um a few years back I believe they got caught in a situation where Ocho Cinco headbutted his wife Evelyn Lozada at the time and everyone it just came out very randomly and everyone was trying to figure out what happened what's going on Mm was this was that they were attacking Evelyn for oh well how dare you out through her that this was not the first incident that had occurred exactly so So
0: he tweeted um that this you know this just transpired essentially in three seconds that's the big thing um three seconds of a lapse of judgment and and all of a sudden he lost his career because of it and she wanted to make it known that first of all it was very painful and traumatic for her to have to go on live to defend herself because she is the victim mm-hmm. and she's trying to work through the trauma of the situation but like Ashley said it's not the first time that that's happened they've been in multiple situations where there's domestic violence has occurred and he really hurt her and he needs to not be painted in this light where oh you know you guys should give him a second chance of course people are redeemable but let's also look at the fact that she is a victim and she was hurt
2: and they say things like again to what you were saying earlier Micella, with evelyn they were saying oh well she she has a loud mouth and you know oh well she shouldn't be saying that because she has an anger issue so i can see how that happened they're figuring out any way they can to paint to, her but, in a picture to, to and paint discredit picture her pain mm-hmm. and, de- and again dehumanize her exactly
1: and so that just makes me think about like like you said, all, everybody is redeemable, right? But yeah. I feel like part of the redemption process is truly owning up to what you did. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to minimize it so you know you can get speed along this redemption process, you're not fully going through the process. Yeah. So I would have respected him more had he been like, I lost my career because I did something unspeakable. Mm-hmm. And I did it multiple times. But I'm not that person anymore. But the fact that he was trying to glaze over what happened... Right. And say, like, oh, it was just, you know, a momentary lapse in judgment. And I lost everything. Well, okay. You had a few momentary lapse in judgment. And that's, that's my thing. It's like, you... I feel like you didn't even have to quantify what you did to her. Exactly, you didn't have, you to, didn't say, have to add the three seconds three in there seconds. Like, to
0: make it seem like, oh my God, it's just this it was one just you know,
1: small. I popped moment. off one time and I lost everything. But you, one, you still did it. That's we can't glaze over that. You did yeah. it. But like Teresa said, everybody is redeemable. So now she has to relive her pain, not only privately but publicly, because you brought her back into the spotlight. In in a sense that you know. I mean, she kind of did this to me. Like, it was her. I did this to her, and I lost my, you know, my career over it. But the fact, like, you said she had to go on there and defend her pain. It was a it's problem. It's not right. Yeah, it's it's not right. And
0: it's- I mean, and that's definitely the nuance with being in a relationship in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Everything is so public, so you feel like you have to put a PSA out there when anything happens. But ultimately, guys, this is just an example of you know failure of protection of a colored woman in a relationship. Exactly. You have to educate yourself when you get into a relationship. If you know that you can't handle yourself, walk away. Find out like situations that if it's gonna provoke you, find out different ways to remove yourself so that you don't put yourself in a situation to where you're putting your hands on somebody. Yeah. Or maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship at all. Exactly. Listen, there's maybe never an security. excuse That's for violence. To put your hands. I know on somebody.
1: people mm-hmm. could say, oh, there's there's nope. not an excuse for it. So like Teresa said, if you know that you are more prone or you your anger can take you to a level where you might do something that's out of character, walk away. Seek help. Learn get counseling, get guidance, mm-hmm. get the tools you need to be successful in one, managing your emotions and your anger, but also be successful in your relationship and also be a proponent or not a proponent, a partner to a black woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: A good way, and you really, he owes, I don't want to say he owes her nothing, but because they're not in a relationship, mm-hmm. okay. But a good thing, if you naturally, in your mind, if everybody had already made this a great thing to do, which is protect women of color, mm-hmm. he would have automatically, without even hesitating, got on there and said, you know what, guys, don't even talk about this. We're not even about to bring this up anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though they're not even together. Of course you don't have to do that, but just, it would be in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what no, I'm saying? And that's, that's the thing, the fact that I...
1: I mean, I haven't looked into this more, but I haven't seen him respond to her. You know, responding to him. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, if if he truly cared about someone at any point, any point, when you see them being done wrong, and especially at your hands, you should be the one to step up and be like, "All right, guys, this was something I uh, I outed publicly, mm-hmm. but I just you know just don't give her hate." on something that I did, yeah, you know, own up to it. Because that's what I'm saying. The reason you brought that into the public is because you want public redemption. Right. You want the public Come
3: to on, accept to you. Yes. yeah.
1: So if you want them to accept you and get your true redemption, be clean about everything. Right. Don't half do things. And this goes back to, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, definitely. Don't
0: half do it. That's something. period. Yeah. Because ultimately, this goes back to what we were talking about of how the public perceives black women to begin with. Y'all think that we're so tough and that we're so strong and that we have it all figured out, but at the end of the day, we're human mm-hmm. beings. Mm-hmm. And in any given situation, we fall, we bleed the same mm-hmm. as anybody else. So for Evelyn in this situation, it was heartbreaking. First of all, you're going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you were physically assaulted by somebody that you love. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually... Traumatic. There's a yeah, it's a tra- it's oh, traumatic, but also very disrespectful to flip it on the victim mm-hmm. and make her feel bad because of his poor decisions. Because that doesn't. Make this any is my sense.
1: thing. Even if she was loud, even if she was doing whatever hooping, hollering, whatever she was doing, and that led you to do something the moment you did it it's not on her anymore because exactly. that's you, you, you you're the one yourself. you're the one who chose to make that decision mm-hmm. right so i'm all for people owning up to their decisions but i feel like another thing that bothers me is that women of color in the media, mm-hmm. their pain is trivialized. Right. Ooh. Trivialized and mocked and memed, which that actually goes me to the of the whole point. Megan the Stallion thing exactly. that's going on. Exactly.
2: Megan the Stallion is a great example of what you just said. Mm-hmm. If anyone does not know the story, basically I think it was last week Megan the Stallion was with um what was his name? Tory, Tory, Tory Lanes. Tori Lane. I see his face but I forgot his name. So Tory Lane and her friends. Her best friend. an incident happened. Now what supposedly allegedly, allegedly happened was they They, as in Megan Thee Stallion... Her best friend and Tori. Yes, her best friend and Tori, they went to a party, and Megan Thee Stallion and her friend wanted to leave. Tori did not want for them to leave. They got into it. They walked outside as they were going back and forth with each other, and all of a sudden, from somewhere between outside of the house to the car, car. um, Megan Thee Thee Stallion gets shot shot in her foot. So that is what we're going to talk about right now. So
1: I don't think we need to focus so much on who did what yeah because yeah, right. we <laughs> don't that's know all up for speculation. ultimately exactly, we don't know what happened exactly. but i think the what principles. is more important is the aftermath of what happened
3: mm-hmm.
1: all the facts that we have is that there was three people she got shot they got detained by the police in a mm-hmm. very i would say uncivil manner but that's not the conversation oh, yes. yeah, I we're them but them. now that everyone it comes out that she was shot And she automatically becomes a meme. Mm -hmm. People are trivializing her pain. People are, you know... It's a joke. Are, like, making memes of Tory Lanez, you know, doing all these things. And she had to come out and be like, I'm really hurting. And the fact that people are out here just making fun of my pain, it it makes it more hurtful. And also, there were other celebrities... That's what I was going to say. who, Who... They have their
0: own platforms where, I I believe it was a podcast Mm. of a sort. And I forget her name. Drea, Drea, Drea. there we go. Yes, So Drea Drea was trying to be funny and Mm -hmm. saying basically that she wants the type of a relationship where if you get into it, you're going to put me in place and shoot my foot. That's exactly what she said. Which is a whole other conversation. Which is like, girl, you're you're, you're perpetuating, excuse Mm -hmm. me a uh, version of relationships that are very toxic and mm, unhealthy. Yes. Like, you're trying to joke around, but you're actually playing with somebody. Like, Somebody's you guys have life. to think about the fact that Meg could have lost her life. Yes, mm. her sh- her foot was shot and this she's is, fine. There's
1: arteries in your feet.
0: But she could have lost I her think. life. She was scared for her life. And she's admitted that she is very thankful to be alive today. Because like, she, oh, I'm sorry, go
1: ahead. No, because the reason why I feel like what you said is so important, because in her statement, she said that it she was victimized by people she is very close with Mm -hmm, and this was an intentional attempt on her life Mm -hmm. so imagine being surrounding yourself with people who you feel have your best interest at heart and then almost losing your life on their accord because of it yeah that's dramatic first of all it's one it's scary because you almost died Mm -hmm. two because like who do you trust now yeah if you can't trust the people that you know are close to you and she's already lost her mom, her dad, her grandfather, her, her grandmother, I mean, all of the people who, you know, raised her, raised her, gave her guidance in her life. Now she has to rely on, you know, her chosen family. And those people weren't there to protect her. And the people who were around to protect her
2: did her wrong. Right. So... And here's just, and I know we probably, I probably should have said this earlier. However, just to give you guys a viewpoint on why we all feel this way, because I feel like we feel similar when it comes to a man. For me, and I know within the world, there's so many different perceptions of a man. But for me, when I am in a man's presence, I automatically expect for you to make me feel safe. Exactly. And if you do, if you don't, it's okay. But I automatically, okay, here's a man. I expect for you to make me feel safe. And that's just my opinion. And so the fact that she was with Tori Lanes, and Tori was the one that caused the incident, to me, is very heartbreaking.
1: There's nothing that's to
2: add to that. <laughs> it is <laughs> hard.
1: No, I'm speechless because this is my thing. Um, I would say to what you said about when you're in the presence of a man, you automatically expect them to make you feel safe. I would say I don't necessarily feel that way, mm-hmm. just because... I can tell by the look on your face. <laughs> just because... I am a firm believer in anybody is capable of anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I don't let a specific person's, you know, presence or their gender.
2: um, Or let me
1: secure me, you know? Let me say
2: a man that I know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not just a random man because you owe me nothing, but if it's a man I know, a friend, a boyfriend, a... Father, Given incidents, Yeah, I feel like that. That No, a close I completely relationship. understand yes, what you're saying. Okay, well then, yes. yes. Okay, because... This, is, no, very not not. No, this no, is very true. No, this is very true.
1: <laughs> okay, because I would say that I have the privilege of pretty much most of the encounters of important men in my life. They have been there for me. They have made me exactly. feel protected. And they have made me feel secure. So... It wasn't until that I really started living my own life with people who I'm not related to, who are not my family... Then you can see that. ...that I started to feel like that's not the case for every guy. Yeah. You know? And so I can, I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah. And there's examples here and there in life where you can look back and reflect like, oh, in this situation, a stranger was actually protecting me and I didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, when you see things like this in social media, and you guys have to think about this, the day and age that we're living in is social media. Mm -hmm. And the next generation that's coming up, and even my generation, what we know is what we see on social media. So if we see these people that we look up to and how they're being treated we kind of normalize it even if it's not right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's how we feel like okay well you know what I have to look out for myself because black men or whoever are not gonna stand up for me Mm -hmm. and I have to just figure it out
1: and I think the other thing that plays a part of that is also what I was touching on earlier about you know that's kind of the societal mindset of a black woman is strong and independent and she's all of these things and just to have a moment of transparency, um, I feel like that's, I recently had a conversation with a friend, um, and he was talking about, like, we were just talking about, like, relationships and everything like that, and I was like, well, like, we have a relationship, you know, so what critique would you give me, you know, knowing me really well, and he was like, well, you know, you're very much, like, you like to be in control, you like to take care of things, you like to, you know, you know, be in control of everything, be super strong, like, you know, you're a dominant personality, And for me, that was a shock and not a shock because I know myself and I'm very type A and I'm, I like order and I like, you know, making sure there's a plan A, plan B, plan C, everything like that. But I felt like in a relational sense, I would feel like that if I'm in a relationship to a guy, that's kind of, his job role yeah. that he would take Position. in in our in our dynamic mm-hmm. that he would kind of be like you know to be fulfill yeah the you know the one that's thinking ahead you know I, and I'm talking about in terms of like safety or whatever because yeah. like I mean we're all friends we. We have all enjoyed various fun times together yeah. and y'all can all attest that when we are out or doing something that I'm always on edge. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this you is are. how we're going to do things. You this cry. is me down and, before. And I take control. Yeah, But I feel like when it's with a guy, especially a guy that, you know, you've had a relationship with or something that I feel like that would be his role mm-hmm. um, in making me feel safe and secure. So Definitely. Um, but he was like, you're too independent for me. And I was like, you want to know something? I resent that, but I don't. Because I feel like our society has made me feel like, as a black woman, I have to hold my own because no one will do it for me. There you go. No one will support me. No one will have my back like me. So, from a young age, I had to have my own back. Mm -hmm. And to
0: kind of segue off of what she's saying, I'm going to just briefly touch on this. I was having a conversation with a friend, too, and we were kind of getting into how... As a black man, he feels like society deems him as a person that can't be vulnerable and let Mm -hmm. down his shields. Yes, Mm -hmm. can't cry. Um, And can't can't, cry. mm -hmm. That's exactly what we talked about. And it was interesting to hear his perspective because I agreed. I was like, you know what? Like, I can see that. I understand where you're coming from. You know, I validated his emotions. But on the opposite side, that's what Black women have to face mm-hmm. because this is the thing you want us to be vulnerable and break down our and break down our walls to be able to be in a relationship to where I guess how Musella was saying the whole um, how do you say co uh, the
3: roles
1: the, yeah, the, yeah roles the
0: roles between the traditional roles so to mm-hmm. speak between a man and a woman are fulfilled so the man feels like oh you know she she opens up to me i can take care of her i can provide I'll for her pants. but at the same time you expect us to be You're a certain head and i'm the next exactly <laughs> <laughs> honestly though and at the same much. time you guys expect this <laughs> expectation of how black women should be so when he was saying that i was like you know what i can see what you're talking about and i can see how it relates to me as being a black woman so myself to touch on i guess what your friend said it's just kind of like a double-edged sword because you're kind of doomed if you do doomed if you don't yeah Family yeah. friendly.
2: And I actually, oh, yeah. I have a story. Go story, ahead, girl. This is the time. To spill it. To spill the tea. Spill the tea. With it's my sisters, so my it aunties, hasn't. my fellow aunties are That's saying. what aunties mean, yes, by the way, by guys. It was, means
1: aunties yes, in French. If you haven't Google translated
2: Yeah, yeah. honestly. It's, just pop um, that into Google Translate to be quite honest. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not that hard. <laughs> you know, aunties love to talk. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. So anyway, let me give you a little story time of a time where I didn't feel protected. And this is going to completely go off of what you guys were saying. So I to to go to prairie view a&m in houston mm-hmm. all right i was a Stand freshman up. you guys i had just got there met a guy we fell in love quote unquote i really mm-hmm. thought i was in love at the time but mm-hmm. whatever he was older than me which <laughs> i liked so yes. i felt like okay this man is going to protect me he had a background that i'm not going to get into his business but they let me know mm-hmm. this that man he is going hold it down. to protect he hold you down yeah. yeah okay well i was wrong so this <laughs> are <Arch-wheel. laughs> So one the itch, the situation that happened was one time he texted me, hey, come outside, we're going to Bucky's. If you don't know Bucky's, Google it. It's like a big Walmart with gas. The best you can gas, gas g- station the ever. Yes. Gas stations like you shout out, can out to South. Yes, and so I was like, and okay, this is not sponsored, by the way, guys. No, but you can't sponsor us exactly. if you want to. <laughs> like, but anyway, so I said, okay, well, I'm down, I'm ready. You know, I got cute, went downstairs to wait on him. So. As we this and mind you, this is I we've only known each other for like a month or so. So as we um as he pulled up in the car, Mm -hmm. I noticed that there was another man in the car. I did not know the man, did not know what was going on. But I got in the car anyway. Mm. And so we started driving. Now I know my way to Buckbees, you guys. Okay. You take the highway. That's the only way you can get there. We started going a back road. And my my boyfriend at the time was not driving. The guy was. And so I, I whispered to my boyfriend, I said, hey, I don't feel safe. I don't know what we're doing. And he said, oh, we're going to Bucky's Love. And as soon as he said that, the guy sped up. And so in that moment, I freaked out. I was like, nope, you know, we're going to do the clean version. Because mm-hmm. um, at that point, I wasn't too close to Jesus. But basically, I let them know, <laughs> stop the car, or Bring I'm going to start really acting a fool and so they pulled over they stopped the car and I ended up walking back to Prairie View A&M now a good thing that he could have done was if I told you I'm feeling unsafe you let him know hey we need to chill. Or how about just not invite him at all? Mm-hmm. I don't know this man.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know what's going he probably on. probably
1: didn't have a car. That's yeah, terrible. and if you don't have
2: a car, he knew I had a
1: car. Mm-hmm. We go in
2: my car. There were so many different things. But in that moment, I felt like he disregarded my emotions. Mm-hmm. And not only did he do that, PB is a small campus. So he started spreading rumors about me mm-hmm. because he was mad that, I did that whole situation. Mm. So that is. And a- did he get out of the car with you and walk did with he you? Walk no, either? I walked home by myself. That's, That's the, the problem. problem. It wasn't that far. Up. Um, That's not the problem. The yeah, problem no. Yeah. Bucky's is like 10 minutes away. But basically, I had to walk back by
1: myself. That's not okay though. Listen, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you learned something. You probably, you're... Listen, you're you fine, grown,
2: though. Your <laughs> so, I am trying
1: to give him sorry, a good
0: lesson. Go ahead. Don't simp. Listen, no, you're probably sorry. single because you did not know how to treat a woman. Exactly. Listen, and if you
1: don't learn anything today, learn this. When a woman gets out of the car upset, my friend, you either stay there until she's not upset, or you are going to put your car in park and walk her home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Because if you can't give her that common courtesy... You don't deserve to be in a relationship. Anyways, Protect those are my two women. cents. Yes. I hope you come to Jesus and learn something. Yes. But um, anyways, another Moving thing on. that we wanted to talk about, since we're still on this topic of relationships and black women un- in unprotected in relationships, I would like to talk about something that was, it's a little further back, and it was Lil Wayne's podcast, and he mm. had um, a special guest. 50, 50 if you
0: Another
1: want. Fine one. I don't agree. Okay. Um, but
0: <laughs> to each their own. Anyway, he's a beautiful
1: man. I guess he can get it. He can get. It. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. You can still. Be get this hug.
2: Okay.
1: This love of Jesus. Yes. Um, but he made a comment basically talking about how he only wants to be with exotic women. Basically insinuating that black women are, are not, not exotic, exotic enough. enough for him.
2: That's exactly what he was saying. Um, that's exactly that's, what he was saying. I'm about to upset y'all with this. Look ahead.
1: Continue. I think that, and what the crazy thing, right? Because okay, whatever, Fifty Cent, you don't have no daughters. You date whoever you want. That's great. But the fact that you were on Little Wayne's podcast and he, and he has that. a beautiful, beautiful black daughter, mm-hmm. who is not Full exotic. Black. She's yeah. fully black. Yeah, and. He sat there, giggled around, didn't kind of put in his two cents, didn't contradict or stand up for his own black daughter. Mm-hmm.
2: It's problematic. It is. <laughs> it's problematic. Will go ahead and devastate us, actually. So I do agree with Lil Wayne not standing up for his daughter. However, for Fifty you Cent, agree this is with him not standing up. For or his no, daughter? I agree with you saying oh. <laughs> about him not standing up. For but you know, I talk fast, girl. So with Fifty Cent, and this is going to be controversial, but. I did not take it as him saying that black women are not exotic. What I took that as was him saying that he wants, okay, so just because, and this is the only reason why I'm saying it like this is because I've experienced this before and this man was black and I saw him as exotic. And then I had another man that I was like, okay, they look like that every day. I'm going to go for this one over here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't think he was saying, like, oh, black women are exotic. He was just... Because he's dating a black woman right now. He was just saying... The girl that he's dating? She's not a... Well, she got some black in her. She's got to. But
1: that's the point. She's exotic. So, here's the thing, right? So, when you talk about the term exotic... That usually is for what is the other word that it's more ambiguous. It's synonymous with racially ig- ambiguous. Yes, racially ambiguous. So it might it might be that exotic. he's
0: into black women, but a certain type of black women, well, and a that's, complexion. And that's
1: fine, and we are not promoting hating. colorism. Being all all black is black best. is beautiful. All no, black is beautiful, but but he the way he comes. But here's the thing, right? I would give him the benefit of that of or it's just preferences, right. whatever. If 50 cent was not so problematic when it comes to black women the way he talks about black women with his platform the way he is towards them is crazy to me that's the problem so it's like i can understand if you didn't uh girl
2: anything on the shade room (laughs) Fofty. i mean the only thing i can recall is with vivica fox and that's because they had their issues in the past what about
1: tiara whatever who owes him some money What about Sierra? He dated Sierra. No, Sierra. Oh, he dated Sierra. If you look at it, this is why. No, I'm not saying. Go ahead. N- when I say that he's problematic, if, it's okay. I don't feel like it negates the fact if you treat some black women good, that doesn't mean you're not problematic in yourself. You not okay. talking about the exotic woman. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The thing is, the way he was phrasing his words, the way he
0: was. Really, Basically, the way that black women, some black women took it is that if you are pure black,
2: you are not exotic enough but like, yeah, you're not beautiful and i feel like and this is gonna oh i know this is gonna cause a problem i feel like that deals with their own personal insecurities because when i looked back at what he was saying i could relate i've seen like i said a black man and i was like okay this man is exotic he's different he had light eyes and he was chocolate that's exotic mm-hmm. i've never seen a man with light brown eyes mm-hmm. and they're chocolate and i'm like i want that i feel and so but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that i don't think that yeah. this man over here mm-hmm. is not beautiful it's just that I, these type of men and i think that's, a, and I I feel feel that's like,
0: what it comes down to with yeah. the whole preference debate yeah that's the whole thing like look, we, We'll go back to the, the to the simple like everyone can can attest that they you've ha, you've been you've experienced this argument the yeah. light skins versus dark skins yeah oh, of course that's okay it. so you have your preferences I think at the end of the day you can have your preference but don't belittle somebody else because they're not your okay preference. I agree with that because yeah. me personally I like them dark <laughs> I like <laughs> them very that. dark okay I no. like my dark skins okay dark skin mm-hmm. and beards just preference anyways that's not <laughs> the point is the, I, and me saying this I love i'm never gonna sit men. up here <laughs> <laughs> i'm never gonna sit up here and say light skins are eh because they're not my us, type that's I not love, you
1: know oh, man.
0: but here's the like thing this is my problem
1: right uh, uh, we love uh, you but here's my thing here's my problem it's because the i feel like it it's because we know that the term exotic is synonymous with racially ambiguous so a lot you of you think
0: the, of a Zendaya before you think of when you say
2: Lupita. Ex- <laughs> well, I think you know? that's certain people. That's
1: what you think of. Like certain, that. no, no, but that's what I'm talking about. The societal, yeah, okay, ex, you know, the exactly. societal understanding of what okay. it means. Because here we want to change the conversation and the narrative. So, like you said, I feel like that's a very positive way to depict exotic, right? Yeah, but that's just how I but, personally but depict it. But, right. I you, but society, the, the backlash societal. that was. From black women was because he was essentially putting them down to put somebody up, right? Mm -hmm. Because when he's saying exotic, he's not talking about a black woman with, you know, Eurocentric features or something. Mm -hmm. He's talking about pretty much like a light skin mixed with something, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: somebody mixed with something else. Mm -hmm. That's what, thank you, that's what, you know, the societal. Ex, you know definition of ex. You know, his is. best
0: bud I won't say they're best buds but they they share that similar kind of mindset is Kanye West um he's Ooh. very controversial but we gonna get into it cause I feel like we might as well let's get into
2: it right now let's okay, get into bro. it yeah. let's get into it so y'all
0: know what happened with the whole Bring North Carolina speed. rally and essentially oh this Lord. this man oof almost said it this <laughs> man this black I know man you, yeah you know what I was gonna say <laughs> yes. this man is running for presidency <laughs> Please, let allegedly. me just, Allegedly. Allegedly. Guys, let me just say this before we get into what happened. I really strongly urge you guys to not even... Feed into this, yes. Don't even Please. feed into the hype and yeah. even think for a millisecond to vote for this man Mm-mm. because he is not qualified and he's not okay. He's, All right? Not only is he not qualified,
1: he's not on the ballot and he's going to be <laughs> taking votes away from people who bad. actually need it. Need it, exactly. He did not get on the ballot in North Carolina for yes, the record. for the record. So yeah. if you write him in, you might as well be writing in Holy Ghost. No, you're literally going to
0: throw away your, your vote, literally, guys. Like, honestly, I'm not trying to perpetuate my... Um, political beliefs, but it's like you know, voting for a vote third party for at this you point. Want. Don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, don't no, no, do it. No, no, no. We we mean
1: you can vote for a third party because we don't only but have a two party going system. Yeah, but it's, what it's I'm saying not, is, vote be your conscience, and that's what is the greater good. Mm-hmm. That being said, anywho, so the North Carolina
0: rally that he held was simply him being a narcissist uh, narcissist yes yes and he was talking about himself a lot and essentially he got into arguments with a couple of people that were there these are young folks by the way they're our age you know your early 20s late teens yes that's that's the target audience demographic right Mm. he was getting into it he had an argument with a young white female um, I'm not really sure what their exchange were, but at the end he ended up giving her a hug. Yeah. Really kind of oh, just it's all good. Basically like, you know what, we don't see eye to eye, but it's okay. We'll be we'll be fine. It'll be all, it'll be all right. <laughs> and then we had a young sister who essentially she got picked last for her question, you know. We can debate why. Yeah. And essentially her question was about gun control. Mm-hmm. And he essentially did not answer the question at all. Simply <laughs> said that he had 13 acres where he can have a a uh, AR... 5, ar uh, Where he can
1: shoot all, shoot all day. Yeah, yeah, shoot all
0: day, basically. Didn't answer her question. And she addressed the fact that he didn't answer her question. And he got belligerently angry Keep and started harder. yelling at her. Yeah. And then ended it on a mic drop note saying, oh, we can't even see your face. She's covering her face because of the coronavirus. She's Which doing what, should, what she's supposed like, to what be are you doing. Talking about? Like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Essentially, she felt like she went on Instagram later on and kind of explained how she felt about the situation. Um, She's very concerned because of Kanye West's mental state on a real, real note, guys. He does have bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. and we really need to not make light of that. Um, We're going to get into that in a second. Um, and also, she wanted to make it clear that she felt like because she's a black woman and because Kanye West has certain views about black women, that she wasn't protected, that she wasn't backed up, and she didn't feel like that was a brother. She wasn't coddled. Even like at the other end girl. of the yeah. day, he was like, oh, but you're my sister. You know, Wakanda, those are all jokes. Those are all to belittle how she actually felt exactly. and what image and what um she was trying to bring to the table as far as actually getting answers for gun control because this is very serious in this mm-hmm. day and age so guys we don't want that type of person up there in the back we just please
1: also wakanda is not real guys and yet, please let it, go.
2: One, let it go forever i will never no, let it go it's not <laughs> real <laughs> y'all let it go no nah, it, yes, it
0: ain't it's fictional
2: yes
0: it's fictional but kanye is not okay but this, this is the
1: thing kanye is it. not okay I feel like what is really sad and I read Kim Kardashian's statement that she released which is well written honestly very, she w- I felt for her. Yeah. You know there's a lot it's of well instances where I don't feel for mm-hmm. them but in this moment I felt for her because since Kanye West is not a minor there are limited options on what they can do unless yeah. he is willingly to going to receive treatment. Mm-hmm. That he cannot they can't hold him against his will unless he is a danger to himself. Or danger to others. And since he's just being reckless on Twitter and not in real life, there's really nothing they can do. And this is going to show that, like, mental health, the way that it's
2: neglected, is beyond me. Especially in the black community. And we can talk about this as a different topic, but I want to say this right now. You know, depression is real. Mm. Don't let... I know a lot of people, Bipolar they say... disease is real. Yes, they say, oh, I went to my parents, I told them I was depressed, and their parents said, oh, you're not depressed, go go do this, go do that. Go pray. They, yeah, they, they just basically... What's the word I'm looking for? They... Dismissed. They dismissed their actual feelings, their actual emotions, and a lot of these kids have suicide or, you know, and go through all of these things, so take your mental health seriously. Yeah. And I want
0: to add to that, guys, especially with this whole virus, um on a personal antidote and just from a lot of testimonies from people that I just know personally, I know that a lot of people are struggling. You know, depression is real. Mm -hmm. Going through a pandemic is not something that we could ever have thought 2020 would be for us. Never ever in a lifetime. And ever in a lifetime. So that being said, if somebody has a mental illness and then you add on top of all of these extra factors that Mm -hmm. can cause you to be in a very bad mental space, it's a concern. So let's just take Kanye West as a person. Even though I don't agree with more than half of the things that he does. Pretty much yeah. anything he says. You know, I will say that I am concerned for him because he does have mental illness mm-hmm. and at the end of the day by blowing up his head, by retweeting his tweets, by giving him a platform. giving him a platform yeah. and basically blowing smoke up his, you know what? Yeah um you are allowing him to continue to go down he's having a manic episode and i think and that's what
1: i was about to touch on i feel like a lot of people i mean i'm not an expert by any means on bipolar disease but people feel like there's a misconception about being bipolar Mm -hmm. people think it's like oh i'm happy and then i'm sad and then i'm upset and i'm excited Mm -hmm. that's not how it works most people who are bipolar they have manic episodes right which can last a couple of minutes to a couple of months right Mm -hmm. Or even years. Right. So somebody can be in a complete manic state and mm-hmm. it's not them. Right. Yeah. It is not them. It so,
0: causes them to act as if literally a different person. Yes. Yeah. And, and A completely yes. and different person. They
1: literally, like I've I've looked into this about people describing how they feel. It's like they basically feel like in this, it's not euphoria, but it's a very like almost drugged up state, you mm-hmm. know, and everything is intensified and everything is like, Extra, mm-hmm. so you know, and coming down from manic states are not easy. Yeah. If you're refusing treatment, yeah. if you're refusing, and to I was get gonna help, I, I
0: was gonna touch on that hard. the refusal of treatment. Um, I was watching this YouTuber who gives relationship advice. Her name is Shannon. I don't remember her last name. But um, she is great and she dissects, you know, what happens in media. And she was talking about Kanye West and she just kind of gave a personal antidote to compare to what he might be going through. She has anxiety and she actually has to take pills for it. And for her, she sometimes feels like the medication that she has to take dulls her out. Yeah. It makes her feel numb in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, bipolar disorder is on a higher range. You're going to have to take a higher dose. It's not going to be the same medicine, but it's going to be different, but it's going to be amplified. Mm-hmm. So people that refuse to, treatment it's not because they don't want to get better necessarily it's because it can really change numb. them they can literally feel like a, a vegetable in their own bodies because they have to take this medicine that balances out their emotions so mm-hmm. Kanye West not wanting to take his medicine I'm not saying that that's the best thing but I can understand why you wouldn't want to feel dull but at the same time now he's in a manic episode which where he needs treatment and he needs to be seen and and it needs and to be taken of.
2: seriously go ahead I would just say because I know somebody very close to me Mm -hmm. that actually has bipolar disease. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with this person. Mm -hmm. So I would just say definitely, you know, we all love God. You need to pray for these people because it's not easy staying on it. It's not easy getting on it. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, especially if your dosage is not right, they're going to have you go to a mental asylum to get it right. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to go there, especially if you're already having a bipolar episode. Mm. So definitely just pray for Kanye is... This is a serious thing, and that is what we want from you guys to gain from Kanye. Not the fact that, oh, it's so funny, he's he's speaking his mind. No, this is literally not him. So, that's the thing. I, I mean, this is what I'm going
1: to say. Maybe he's speaking his truth, right? But it's not in the way that he would have if he wasn't in a manic state. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you go through things in your in, in your private life and in your family... There are certain things that you go through that you never put out in public Yeah, out of respect for your family or protection of your kids or whoever. So I'm sure out of protection for his children, he probably would not have been airing out what is maybe really going on behind the scenes. But people are like, he's speaking his truth. I'm like, but that's like when a drunk person or, you know, somebody who is highly intoxicated Mm -hmm. on anything starts saying things that they wouldn't have said if they were in a sober mind state. Yeah. So somebody's truth when it's not in a sober mind is not for everyone's consumption. Right. It's not That's your, the it's problem. Not your truth to hear. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, he is in this state and he is, you know, quote unquote acting out. But I feel like people need to be taking this seriously about if somebody like Kanye West who has all the resources, who has, you know, what most people physically like aspire to have and is still going through all of this what more reason than someone who has more you know burdens to bear yeah so i know this is not this is really diverging, diverting from our topic of the day but we really felt it was necessary to bring this up in the conversation because i feel like people do not need to one, trivialize people's mental health mm-hmm. right they don't prayer in ha- hand in hand with you know Treatment. I'm actually you, you and know, doing it. You know. Let me just it. say yeah. something. Yeah. As a make Christian, somebody do it. as a Christian, I'm always going to relate everything to my faith. So, this yeah. is and if you I'm guys say, didn't pick up on it, we're all Christians. Yes. yes we love the so, laws. in the Bible, it talks about you know, prayer without works is dead. Right? So if you just be like, oh God, do this, God, do this, God, do this. And he was like, well, here are the tools to get it done. You asked me to help you, I'm giving you the tools. There are two ways to help people. You can either do it for them or help them learn to do it for themselves. Exactly. And I feel like that's part of what goes in hand in hand with mental health. But right. that's so, a
2: complex issue about it though. And I'm speaking from actually seeing this happen right. with someone. You can't if they look at you in the eye and, and they say, you. I'm not doing it. Right. The only thing you can do is pray for them. You can't force them to no, no. little
1: bit more than a I bit of a little bit of a little bit of a don't believe in the two-part system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they just I they just, just think take that prayer. Pray right. for this person, and God will do it. I'm not saying God can't do it. I'm not going to tell God how to work, how to act, how to accomplish. You know what we pray to Him for. Yeah. But I'm saying that God gave man knowledge. Mm-hmm. He gave them the tools to survive on this world. Why would He put us here and not give us the you know the resources to survive? Exactly. So when people like dismiss other people's mental health. Like, for example, like you were saying, kids we talk about, oh, you know, to their parents, I'm feeling I'm depressed, depressed yeah. I have anxiety, I, I'm i feeling suicidal, I'm feeling whatever. And they're like, oh, just pray about it. Like,
3: okay. Who says,
1: first of all, who says I wasn't already praying for right? it? Right. <laughs> Two, like, just when I say I have a headache, does that mean, I know some people are like, oh, Robitussin, take, take, take ibuprofen, take whatever. Tylenol. But if someone was having a chronic headache, he even says it on the bottle. If it lasts for a while, you need to see the it after. So I you feel like freeze. the same thing goes for mental health. Yes. So you might take these little things and be like, oh, here's a little fix, quick fix. Right? But if it's still persisting, that is a sign that you need to get some help. We don't need to minimize, guys. We don't need to
0: throw the whole demons or you got demons. We need to. I believe that there are spiritual
1: elements to everything. Of course. But that does not mean that in the flesh you're not supposed to do something (laughs) about it. That's the problem. Yes. If you are being, you know, spiritually attacked by whatever, that doesn't mean that, like, If it's physically ailing you, you're just going to sit there and take it. Absolutely not. That's the problem. So I feel like let's not over-spiritualize everything. Mm, Because we need to do both. You need to make sure you're physically taking care of yourself, mentally taking care of yourself, spiritually taking care of yourself. In all dimensions. dimensions,
0: In all dimensions. dimensions. And then another point to just add to the reason why um, we brought up Kanye West is the bigger picture our young generation guys, when you turn eighteen years old, your civic duty, you need to vote.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You need to stop thinking that your vote doesn't matter. Yeah. You need to stop thinking because the the you know, your choices, even if your choices suck, which they do, that's just my opinion. <laughs> um <laughs> Make, it, make, like, make your choice, make your decision from what you got, because ultimately, every voice, every vote matters. It does. And the younger pool, 18 to 25, I, that's a statistic, random statistic, I just threw it out there, we're not doing what we need to be doing.
1: And I think that people kind of don't understand the severity of this. Imagine if every decision, you, every single decision you made lasted four years. Mm. Every single thing. Ooh. That would be... Well, I mean, we're living it right how now. How carefully... <laughs> and, no, 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 but how carefully every and decision? seriously would you take every decision Like a relationship you that you wanted to get out of? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, my No shade, no tea. No, that's saying. what I'm
1: saying. Imagine if every decision you made lasted four years. Think about how careful you would be, how much effort and energy you would be into mm-hmm. making the right choice yeah. that's going to benefit you long term. Yeah. That you can live with and deal with. And why give that somebody is, else the
0: power of making the decision for you? That you is the energy yeah. that you
1: need to be taking into
2: this election electoral year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So educate yourself.
1: And we're going to leave links to how to get registered um in registered. Your state.
2: Yes, educate yourself, register, then vote. Please do it in that order. Okay? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't just go out and vote, please. Yeah. And don't, educate yourself. So, and register, I'm vote.
1: not trying to shade any major news network, but I'll all shade all offense. Um <laughs> it. don't get your news from the news on TV. Take the time to do your to research. Look into people's track records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take the time to look in, because the other point I want to bring up is, because a lot of people think the only thing that's, you know, up is the election in November, but what about your local elections, guys? Those are the people who make up your, Mm -hmm. one, electoral college. Mm -hmm. Two, those are the people who vote on your school funding, your student loans, your insurance rates, your homeowner rates. All the things that we are moving into as millennials and Gen Z into the next phase of our lives. Having homes, having families. All of those start at the local election. Yes. So if you're not educating yourself, if you're not learning who is making the decision that affects your day-to-day because here's the thing, the president of the United States, that affects. it's going to take, it takes some time to go into effect, mm-hmm. but your mayors, your senators, your yes, congress people, yes. your school board people, yes. that is your everyday thing. So please, 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 please wear your masks and go get educated, get registered and go, go vote. vote, please. But yes. Now we're getting off of
0: our. That's our PSA. Our, our PSA tell, of, go of the votes. day. We just Boom. have to throw that in there. I mean, to keep it in the spirit of the government, so
1: I have. This is my favorite time I was waiting to on, talk she about, was waiting to this. On it. Let me topic. just say. <laughs> This person that I'm about to talk
2: about. She just did a hair flip, guys. Um, to know
1: I just want you to know that this is we are it's not energy. professionally <laughs> endorsing anyone. No. But let no. me say, if she became president period, in twenty twenty four, period. I wouldn't be mad. Period. And the person that I'm talking about is Miss Alejandra Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. Oh A O C come on. Yes, ma'am. I For hope I said your name H- right. B- I didn't want to butcher it. She is the current congressperson for the 14th Congressional District in the Bronx. Come on. Yes. And so basically she testified in front of Congress um, yesterday or the day before because she had an incident with a fellow person in the Congress. Um, I believe his name was Senator Yoho. Mm -hmm. And he, in front of media personnel, called her, and I quote, and I won't say it, an effing B word in front of colleagues and in front of the media.
0: Now, I just want to pause. I'm going to let Michelle continue with the story. But in what professional environment mm, is that I ever was okay? That. If you're at work mm-hmm. and you were upset with a, with a colleague or you were talking to your boss or your boss was talking to you, how would that go? How would that be acceptable to call somebody? You would be immediately, immediately What would happen? Okay, and dismissed. Unpause.
1: All right, so here's the thing. So she testified, and I'm I'm also going um, to, well, to leave a link to her. Well, hopefully I'll find the link. To leave a link to her speech about what she said, because she talked about a lot of things. Basically, she said that her personally growing up in New York and, you know, people are, you know, conflicted about her background. Right. Yes. Because, you know, she's educated and she you know how to be a certain environment you know yeah upbringing mm-hmm. but um she said even though she, she worked for some time as a bartender before she became congresswoman. And she said she's used to that type of language for men. Mm. But she said from she was not going... She said at first she wasn't going to make a big deal out of it because it happens all the time. Mm. But the fact that that congressman went forward and released a statement basically defending his actions mm-hmm. um, instead of apologizing mm-hmm. for what he did to her she could not let that go unnoticed Mm -hmm. and she said she needed to speak up because she is accountable to her nieces that she goes home to to the people she lives with at home to other girls who are looking up and watching her and other women who are in these spaces that are dominated by men who are always subjected to this kind of language and behavior it is not okay and she i applaud her and i really commend her on the fact that she went on record. She took our government dollars to make sure on record it shows that she took a stand against this because I feel like a lot of times women are silenced, women are belittled in the workplace. And they're too scared. I mean, because they're yeah. scared of retaliation, right. especially when it's a male dominated environment in such or a she public said platform.
2: It herself she said this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And so again, I keep saying this because I want it to stick we need to change the narrative. Mm, We do. It shouldn't be, when someone uses that type of language towards you and you are of any ethnic background, Right. you should not sit there and say, oh, well, it happens all the time. Let me just, it's whatever. It's not okay. I need to be tougher. No, 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 no. It's not okay. No. No,
1: no, no, no. And... Anyone who knows me in real life knows that I'm very much a no nonsense and especially no disrespect Ooh, that's a big, kind of person. Yes. It really, 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 really bothers me when people are disrespectful. I've never spectrum. tolerated it from any person, mm-hmm. and when I mean any, I'm talking about all those people. you like, even if that person do, I don't. Your I, mama, don't your talk. Daddy, Everyone, I don't talk. Everyone because I believe respect is mutually mm-hmm. beneficial to people. So I always try to respect people. Obviously, I'm a human. Sometimes, you know, you can get a little disrespectful. But I have to check myself because I know that I would not allow somebody to disrespect me. And I don't like disrespect in front of me, even if it's not towards me. Yeah. I'm going to say something. Right. So I respect the fact that she is leading by example. That it is not okay to talk to not just any woman, any person like that. Yeah. You cannot disrespect someone because you have conflicting opinions and points of views. Mm-hmm. It's never Aren't okay. An
2: educated man? Yeah. That's you what I'm have, saying. You, you can't have, have another no you guys.
1: A got of you. plethora
2: of words. Yes, a plethora of words. Get out your little
3: thesaurus.
1: Come and more. you want to know something? This is my own personal <laughs> view. And no shade to men, but all shade, all tea, all offense. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when they resort to language like that towards women, it's because
0: they're a little insecure about themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And they want to find a way to just kind of go for the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. To distract. what is the worst
1: thing you can say to a woman? Exactly. But it's also
0: also to distract the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm coming at you and we're going back and forth and I'm verbally Mm -hmm. just assaulting you. Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm but saying on an intellectual, dragging. yes, on an intellectual level, it's just piercing your heart, your soul, and your mind. <laughs> ripping their soul. It's ripping, ripping yourself, it. And you are just so discombobulated. What is the first thing you're going do? You're going to insult me to devalue what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. To put a, a, like a shield of some sort, a mask, a band-aid, over the fact that you don't know what to actually say back. Mm-hmm. You don't you have a comeback. What?
2: It just shows a sense of ignorance. Even mm. though you're smart, you can still be ignorant. Yeah, And this is a prime and example let me, of me it. tell
1: you, if you need some help learning how to clap back, I recommend you get some siblings. Because <laughs> when you have siblings, yes. you learn how to stay on your toes and clap back without losing your cool. Mm-hmm. Because you have to go for the jugular without getting vulgar.
0: At the end of the day, I involved. think that AOC, she's amazing. A she's a boss yes. because being able to stand up for herself and, you know, essentially put people in their place. She made it very clear, like, I am somebody's daughter. You don't want your daughter to ever go through what I went through. Mm. So let's not normalize the disrespect. So I feel like
2: all women that are listening to this, all men too, you should all gather that same mindset Mm -hmm. as AOC. Yes.
1: Don't let anybody disrespect you. Stand up for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. Don't first of all, don't disrespect other people. Right. But and also the fact that the I wanna bring this back into the women are not protected thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because she said that his colleague was there, a fellow congressman colleague, and he did not speak up.
3: Mm, he I've did been not there.
1: stop yeah the language or the abusive tone that he took with her. Mm-hmm. He said nothing. He was compliant. Complacent I mean.
3: Mm-hmm. He was
1: complacent. Yeah, was like, and that's the problem. Uh-huh. You, as a man, seeing another man disrespect a woman, you can't be like, A. Hey. Right. Or, you know, I mean, he's not going to be saying A, hey, you know. But oh, no. so, Listen no. here,
0: sir.
2: Stop hold your horses. There, that is
0: not okay, <laughs> you know. But never that.
2: <laughs> never that. <laughs> well, I definitely, and being, in that situ- uh, being put in that situation will definitely motivate you to gather the mindset that we have. Because I remember a few years back, I... Literally, have been screamed in the face before by a grown man. Mm. I mean, I'm talking about right smack in my face. And the crazy thing was, there were a bunch of people around watching him scream and disrespect me in my face, and nobody did anything. Not okay.
1: See, I know I just didn't condone violence, but I so I had to pray for repentance because
2: the first (laughs) thing that came to my mind, (laughs) I was like, "But what did you do?" (laughs) I well, you know, I was so like. (laughs) I was so shocked. I never had a man disrespect me like that. My dad, listen. Ooh, that's what I was about to say. My dad loves the Lord. But um, he... he he's he told from the uncle, church, but he wasn't born in a church. Yeah, he told my uncle. He was, and they were definitely in protective mode. We're going to leave it at that. And listen, that's what I'm saying. If my yeah. father
1: <laughs> does not call me out of the name that he gave me, who yeah. are you? Ooh. Who are you? Self-worth. Know yourself. And yes. add tax. and that's always nice. What? But the last Period. thing Thank we you. wanted to touch Period. on was something, because I know we've been going super hard on black women being unprotected, and I know we talked a lot about black men, but I feel like I would like to flip this on a positive note. Go ahead. and it. So basically, here's the thing. We grew up in a predominant, and we, I mean, me and Teresa, for the majority of our lives lived in a predominantly white area. Ashley will give you her take in a second. Because she grew up in two different places. Yeah, she has a mix of both worlds. Yes. So we grew up in a predominantly white area with, you know, a few black people here and there. Like, literally in our graduating class, we could count, like, all the black people in, like, two hands. The the
0: city that our high school was in, it was 99.9% white demographically.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: So that should just give you... That should paint a picture. Paint the picture for you, right? So growing up in that,
1: um, basically... Guys, guys are they're they're human. They want to do with, you know, they want to follow the trends and do what everybody else is doing. So right? Here's the picture. Black guys in a predominantly white school, so that means there's more white guys than there's anything else. What are the white guys doing dating white girls. So what do the black guys want to do? They want to date white girls, right? Mm-hmm. So that leaves us just kind of chilling dry as a I desert i mean but here's the thing it, <laughs> high school it was interesting bro dry. high school was i, I mean, mean there was you know entanglements here and there oh
0: yeah <laughs> a hot mess but
1: it was nothing serious and thank god I was more into One Direction than I was into guys.
2: Mm. Um, Shout out to fan
1: fiction. Shout out to One Direction's 10 year anniversary I that was yesterday. One
2: Direction. No Shout thanks. out to Watt This will be your last episode. <laughs> you, I <laughs> thought you knew that.
0: Shout I out to like Watt because it
2: definitely romanticized my life more. High School Musical. Cause cause that. To me, they're in the same. Oh, just the same realm. Annoying. Mm, okay. Ooh. First off, I love them individually. I love each Come and you. Come on, Harry be. Styles. Yes, but... musically Niall, Zane Musically, and Niall. Musical. They're it's my top three. I guess it's because of where I came from, but that's a whole nother... Okay, movie. but anyways, Sorry, Liam yeah. we, We've got off track. Teresa no. It's just true.
1: Anyways, here's the thing, right? So, Teresa and I, we, we have these long conversations yes. all the time. <laughs> and basically, I was saying that, like, I feel like I grew up kind of in a bubble because... Most of the guys that I interacted with in my life, the majority of my life romantically, were African guys, right? So I'm, I want to make the distinct difference between African-American and African. I don't believe that there's a difference, but there is. I'm just for just the sake... Culturally, yeah. For the sake of the conversation, yeah, 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 I I we're mean, going somewhat, to say this somewhat, because yeah, we are somewhat. all black.
2: Right. With a capital K.
1: Yes. And a capital K. <laughs> Anyways, so here's the thing so being african myself i am from congo the democratic republic of congo hey, and hey, i'm hey. also from rwanda, rwanda. rwanda. and teresa rwanda.
0: is from i'm 100 guys come rwanda. on rwanda. drc all the way 243 stand
1: go. up yes and i'm black
2: i'm from Tulsa, oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> Nah, she black. She I got roots them. from the Congo. Yeah, like, she does. Know. She just sure took do. her DNA. That's from why she. That's why we're sisters. So I was brought here as a slave. <laughs> <laughs> <I was. laughs> Don't bleep that out. I was. She was. You weren't I brought here. Know slave. my ancestor. <laughs> and they
1: were. They were enslaved. That's the word. <laughs> Anyways, hey, she's telling the truth though. <laughs> Anyways, worked out on
2: the fields. It's what Ooh, happened. Let's yeah. not ignore it. Anyways. It's history. Anyways, Anywho,
1: yes. Back. yes. Back to the point. So being African. Um, I naturally vibed with people who understood, like, you know, my cultural roots and stuff, which yeah. are other African people. And so, when I started dating in a serious manner, they were pretty much all African guys. And here's the thing about African guys, right? And Africa, this sounds like it's a given, but obviously, in Africa, it's predominantly black people. So, you know, just like the whole thing about white people... In my our city, dating other white people. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Africa, black people dating other. I mean, Africans dating other African people. Yeah. So that's the thing. So that is their desired, you know, kind of person. So I would say that we we could agree that we've always felt desired by, by our Africans. Yes, yes. Yeah. by African by black men. to I me, mean, because when I look at a black man that's African, I'm not saying oh mm-hmm. he's African. I just see you as a black person, mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, I, I didn't And guys, feel- I
0: feel like, honestly, just to kind of touch base and kind of like go back to the main topic. And I'm not a psychologist, so I cannot back this up with data. But I feel like if you are attracted to somebody, you have the tendency of wanting to make sure that they're good, protect them, look after them. And I always felt like if I was with African men, um, particularly a guy that I was talking to or something like that, that I was good.
1: mm Mm -hmm. in that sense same yeah Mm -hmm. african-american yeah okay but anyway back back i forgot my point that i was gonna say about Kanye because it just came back to my mind But his mom anyways (laughs) we'll come back to that but what i was saying was a lot of just like Teresa said like when you feel like when you are attracted to somebody you want to protect them at all costs Mm -hmm. and so since my interaction was mainly with african guys you know that's what i felt i felt protected desired wanted all anything you could say like that that's positive by you know african men but then when you know i branched out a little bit and started you know interacting with like Af- african american or black men black from man, here yeah. i started seeing like you know the difference is i'm not going to say that like it was super harsh on me um because It wasn't horrible, but it was just like we said, we grew up in a town where most of the black guys wanted to date white girls. So we're like, okay, well, forget y'all too. Y'all don't want us, we don't want you kind of thing. So I feel like that's where I would say we can uh, enter in the whole, you know, feeling undesired and unprotected. But I will, actually, I can give a personal anecdote, Uh, not anecdote, but like a personal shout out to the black guys that we did go to school with because- they were never, in my in my own experience, I would say they weren't harsh on the black girls or anything like that. Like, in my not interaction. Not too much. Not too much. Like, I feel like I was pretty much friends with all of I them. I was going to say, I was
0: literally going to so. say that. I think that my experience was different because we were the homies. That's all like, stuck together. You know, and also, like, m- me personally, I, I was in sports, and so I developed, you know, attachments that way. But when it came to feeling desired by black men and African men, because we had both at our school,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, it was I honestly, if I was interested interested in somebody, most of the time they did not go to my school, mm-hmm. and that's, that's that that was that was it. So like that's it was just kind of like it was and was for a few reasons. One. I didn't really think that, you know, they vibed with me on that level. I felt like, okay, we're friends, but it's like nothing more. Mm-hmm. And then two, I just didn't want my business out there. <laughs> that's and so thing. Don't that's why you like kind of step outside of your school. But then as I got older and especially being in that space where you kind of see like, maybe you find this guy attractive, but he's going for a girl that looks nothing like you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to find like that self-confidence and that self-worth within yourself. Like they're not going to tell you, you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I definitely got like, and this comes back to the stereotypes that are pushed on Black women—that yeah. you're not like other Black girls. You know, you're not loud. You're the right. amount of times that I've been Surprise. told that in my life, yeah. I could—if I could literally be a millionaire, yeah. <laughs> like the amount of times and, and I've heard shocked. that. Like, and I oh, always yes, clap, clap back. like, unless unless like literally, they're like, "Oh, you're not loud," or "You're pretty for a dark-skinned girl," mm. or whatever the case may be. The list goes on. Um, they're backhanded compliments. It's not a compliment at the end of the day. And it's actually low-key disrespectful. And Thank you. So.
2: let me tell you, so from my standpoint, and you've heard their a point, I never experienced that when I was at... A mixture and I don't want to say it's predominantly one culture because um or one race because the school I went to in Houston had a great mixture it was a lot of black people a lot of white people a lot of Mexicans a lot of Asians like literally my friend my friend group we had a sprinkle of everything that's awesome and so diversity you know I never felt as though inclusion I was not loved or protected or not desired by a black man when I was in that space space and then when I moved here and I saw a man who was not black but he was of ethnicity, you know, and I went and I tried to speak to him. The way he did me, I was so shocked. Right. Mm-hmm. No you know, you and I, and it, it was a huge shocker and it let me know that depending on the area or the region, whatever trend is going on, especially when it comes to race, a lot of the times it, the trend is black women are Trash. I feel like Basically, we're at the bottom the best, of the totem pole. Yeah, we're at the bottom of we're we're and not once
0: and if by chance, you know, you're interested, it's going to be the lighter complexion. Mm-hmm. That's just And, what I'm they gonna, have to, and yes, here, here's hair, here's what I'll say. Like I I, here's yeah, a personal Rachel.
1: anecdote, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if you go to our Instagram, you'll see our faces and everything. Me, I am not a light skin by any means, even though I've been told that a lot of times, right?
2: Same. But, like, but here's the thing. Isn't.
1: I I've never felt more disgusted than when somebody told me that, like, it was they were comparing me to another black woman, and he's like, "Well, you know, you're lighter, so like, I mean, like, I could, I could vibe with you because, mm-hmm. like, you probably like, you've grown up in like a a predominantly white area, you're lighter and everything like that, you're well spoken, you're educated, but like, you don't have ghetto tendencies." I was like, "You've never pissed me off, so you don't know that." I've had a friend say that. That's the thing, like... That disgusted me. Mm -hmm. That you could even say something like that to somebody. just be aware of, like, who approaches
0: you when. Because me personally, uh, depending on what it is, like, I've been approached by men that like me for my skin. I've been approached Mm -hmm. by men that like me for my body. Mm -hmm. I've been approached by men that like me for my culture. Oh, you're Congolese? Oh, that's, you know, that's something... So to
2: go off of what Teresa was saying... There is a man that we met. <laughs> okay. He wasn't like, even a man. He was this a is a, a this, this guy. <laughs> All
1: right. So we're going to get into the one guy in high school and middle school that- A beautiful person. He was a great example of someone who did not discriminate. Yeah. I would say he was the most persistent when it came to pursuing black women mm-hmm. um, in our school. And he was a fellow black man. Um, and we're just going to call him for the sake of this podcast, Ice Cream Man. Or Bluebell. Bluebell. Yeah. Um because we like that name. Yes. Now and, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Ashley, you could go first. We can all talk so, about a personal experience. You know,
2: I know him very personally. Of course, due to the story I just told you, when I when I met Bluebell, I immediately I was like, okay, let me, I'm drawn to this person because he was the complete opposite of what I experienced. Bluebell made me feel special. Bluebell told me I was beautiful. Bluebell just he, he was on and popping. Men should take notes bluebell. Now, everyone from this table has different experiences. Bluebell fought for me one time. I mean, listen, Bluebell was the bomb.com.
0: Ultimately, I I just say to encourage everyone. Like if someone is not your preference, it's okay. Um, but don't make them feel like they're they're lesser Belittle than them, them yeah. because cuz I've definitely been in situations I used to at a point in time when I was in high school hang out with predominantly Latin women and by being in association with them, I would be in circle of conversations where men were glorifying their features, but talking so badly about women that look like me. And I'm just sitting there thinking, mm. what good does that do? Same. Okay, if you like this type of girl, that's fine. No mm-hmm. one's checking for you either way. But you don't have to sit here and say that because you're not Latin, because you're not this, because you're not that, because your hair is not a certain way, that you're unattractive. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. You are all beautiful. You know, everyone's beautiful. I know exactly everyone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everyone has you know, their own thing going on, but God has a person for everybody in this world, so you don't mm-hmm. need to be doing all the extras with that.
1: So, all in all, I hope you take away from this conversation that, one, protect women.
3: yeah, Protect
1: women in general.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but also, more specifically, protect black women. Mm-hmm. Because we are the we most unprotected population. So... If you agree with us, if you want to hear more, um, Tune into our next podcast.
0: Really quick, guys, on a really positive, positive note, Yay. we want to go ahead and just thank the Lord and give a shout out to Nicki Minaj's pregnancy announcement, y'all. Yay. I'm a Barb. I'm a Barb, so I'm happy. I'm far from <laughs> Listen, it. I'm, I'm not a
2: Barb, but I'm whatever. So I'm happy. a Barb. I'm happy for her because I know that's what bitty. She,
0: she's been. Come wanting. on, real
2: quick. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I was on the. I was <laughs> just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Nicki Minaj and shout out to Sierra. Oh, she yes. gave birth to. Day to win, her yes. son, yes. That's a beautiful, beautiful, name. beautiful, beautiful baby boy. Name. So shout it. out to, to Sierra, shout I'm out like to Russell. Name. Win, yeah,
1: Victoire, You know they they be going for those. Shout good. out to David
0: Victoire. <laughs> shout out to Deplique. Right, Deplique. <laughs> <All laughs> <laughs> no. our Deplique, stand up. All our Deplique fans. Not the artist,
2: Deplique <laughs> the, the person. <laughs> Deplique the. Anyways, <who>? anyways, yeah. <laughs> Well, bon on tout cas. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you had a great time, and
0: thank y'all for being the best family already. Y'all got us a hundred. And- Two followers so and um we just wanted to give a shout out to the first black owned business that supported us and that's going to be om rose skincare please go show her some love and if you would like
1: more on our podcast and how you can interact with us you can follow us at our instagram which is Le Tontin podcast that is l-e-s-t-a-n-t-i-n-e-s podcast
0: And on there, you guys, we're going to have everything linked in the bio so you guys can um, look forward to clicking on all the orgs that we're talking about, the petitions and the GoFundMe's to help support our friends that lost their dad. And also, I'm going to be posting and I want you guys to engage and let us know what you guys are going to be looking forward to us speaking about in the future.
3: See ya!